I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Oops, the podcast, baby. Here we are. I am Julio. He is... Francis. Francis. Somehow I knew you were going to do it. In Come episode. on, you didn't. Francis. Um, how you doing, pal? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm upbeat. Things are good. Dude, you did so much comedy last week. Yeah, I'm getting better. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we were just joking about how some guy commented on Francis' stand-up video being like, you're getting better stand-up, bud. Was yeah. just like it w- really well bothered, intentioned. It really bothered Julia. It bothered me. It's like condescending. Like, come on, dude. No, like, I'm I, sure. Whatever. I'm sure that guy's a nice guy, but I don't think I don't think he. I think he meant it in a very nice way. And and the truth is, I I do feel as if I'm getting a lot better. Um, and I have uh, you know, going back on the road for the first time in a long time, and that's that's a little daunting to me. So let me ask you this: Was is that part of why? You That's were doing, doing so, so many, many spots, spots. Yeah. to get ready to go back on the road. Right? Yeah, and did it, did it feel useful? Absolutely, Massively, I'm sure. Although, in in some ways it does, in some ways it doesn't. Like you but, can you can overdo it. Well, yes, but also the only real way to prepare for the road is by doing the road. Totally, because the difference between doing a 15 minute spot and doing a 45 to hour long totally. set is two different languages dude totally and i even i mean i was only doing like 25 to 30 when i just did five shows but and by the way i was exhausted after the weekend yeah and like that's not even headlining which is what you are doing um but i came out of the weekend feeling so confident yep um which is i'm sure what'll happen to you yeah you and sharpen your it. your tools for sure yeah, oh speaking of sharpening one's tools mm-hmm. i watched a movie that i love really now, I, I'm I'm fearful that I might just be late on this, mm-hmm. that lots of people have seen this movie and that it's ridiculous for me to mention it. Do you ever feel that way, by the way? Do you uh, get nervous that the thing you're about to suggest has already come and gone? No, actually. you just that cool? But I, I, yes. I, I actually believe it. I'm serious. The I, two of you. <laughs> you two are just front runners. No, I'm not even a front runner. I have no problem being late to something and being like it's awesome. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that's what I mean. I just think that you're typically the guy who opens the can. Oh, wow, interesting. Thank you. I don't necessarily think that's true. Um maybe in some things, but I certainly get catch on to things late. Um and then I'm dying to talk about it still. If if I find a song that I really like that I want to share with my friends, I have to share it with a preface. Oh, you're like, of this song may have been popular already, but I just discovered it. I want you guys to hear that's it. That's fine. That's a self-aware thing to do. Well, it's a total self-doubting thing to do. <laughs> because nothing is worse than being the guy Fine who line. says, yo, you got to hear this song. I just discovered it. It's so terrible. sick. And they're like, dude, I listened to that and got sick of it six months ago. Dude, th- something like that just happened to me. I went to this like rave party thing like, a couple weeks ago with uh, all these kids who are friends of friends type of thing. They all hang out together and they love like dance music. And I don't know shit about that stuff. Like I like, I like it. I certainly like it, but I'm a hip hop guy. But if I can go and like listen to some deep house and have a great time anyway, you're talking deep house, whatever deep house, not as deep of house, but I prefer like the deep house where it's like 
droning and like some one song for an hour yeah, yes like some samples but oh, it's like God. not that much singing it's the like a sort lot of song you'd hear at an art gallery hot chicks dancing i'm like this is a vibe uh, you know what I mean? but whatever but i'm also it. it's I, too deep, I, too deep I, listen me. yeah exactly chris is vibing <laughs> but whatever some of the popified versions i have no problem with that either yeah but i'm sitting with next to this guy and the dj plays this song and this guy, this guy i'm standing with goes ah oh, dude he goes this song really <laughs> and i had never heard the song and he just thought that we were like fraternizing, but yeah. I was kind of like, dude, I don't know this song. But I like, I was just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. But Stale. That's like the opposite. That's the opposite of what you're talking about. Yeah. Assuming that it's obvious when it yeah. isn't. Well, it's nice that at least you were in his uh, sort of circle of cool. In his world. That he would assume you also were tired of hearing that song. Right, right, right. That's nice. <laughs> that's a nice compliment from him. But I actually asked Hillary and she was like, oh yeah, like that's an obvious song. So maybe I was wrong, but like I also am still just like, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> Back to the movie. What's the movie? The movie is The King with Timothy Chalamet. Oh, I've never seen it. And the boy from Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe? No, no. Ron? Cedric Diggory. Is that Ron Weasley? No. More of a tertiary character. Is he Neville Longbottom? Mm, keep going. Uh, <laughs> he's very handsome. He was beloved by... Rob Pattinson? That's it. Oh, dude. He's only in one Harry Potter. The dude from Harry Potter. You mean the dude from Twilight? Yeah, you you got your references. I have mine. <laughs> you got your even, references. Even the I have dude mine. from... Uh, what's the movie we like? Even the dude from Tenet would have been better. Eh, I'm going Harry Potter. HP. Okay, fine, fine, fine. That's where he got his start. That's where he was a heartthrob. Fair. He fair. dies in the Goblet of Fire, and then his father comes over and goes, "My boy, my boy, <laughs> my boy." Um. So, how's the movie? I don't watch Timothy Chalamet movies unless I'm forced to because I'm jealous because my girlfriend thinks he's really hot. Yes. <laughs> so this is exactly what I was going to say. So, so first of all, you know me, Julia. I'm I'm not gay, right? Mm -hmm. Would you say I'm gay? Uh, I guess not. I don't know. No. <laughs> I think you will. I think you probably know me well enough at this point. I'm to gayer make... than you, probably. Would you say? Right. I mean, I'm literally wearing a rainbow hat. Yeah, but that's that's all no, smoke but, and mirrors. No, but this hat is literally showing that I support well, LGBT. There's okay, but that, I'm I'm a huge supporter of the LGBTQ. I movement. even just said it wrong, so maybe you are. And and yet, that doesn't mean that I would dip a toe necessarily. It's not particularly my taste, but. Uh, I'm not so averse to it. Th this is my point, right? Sometimes yeah, please, I please sometimes, get to the point. I've lived I've lived 32 <laughs> years on this earth, right? Mm -hmm. I've typically gravitated towards women, mm -hmm. uh, ex exclusively. Maybe the reason I'm not gay is because I just haven't met the right guy. And I have to tell you that if Timothy Chalamet entered my realm. You would hook up with him? He might be the guy. <laughs> he might be the missing piece. I mean, your body profiles certainly seem compatible from what I from what I see out there. He's the bottom. I'm the he top. He would be the bottom, most yeah, likely. Yeah, for sure. But who knows? Maybe he's packing smoke, dude, and that little... Those, like, wiry guys usually have fucking hogs on Is that them, so? Right? Yeah. Mm, good if, for him. Like, if you see a guy with, like, veiny forearms, that guy just has a fucking yeah, hog. See, no, I'm not really enjoying picturing Timothy's hog. <laughs> which makes me think maybe he isn't the guy but i i will say that in this movie he was absolutely fetching he was great 
Well, he's just got this smoldering kind of understated old English intensity. He plays King Henry V, uh, who's a ne'er, a bit of a ne'er-do-well <laughs> and assumes the throne through sort of unusual circumstances. It's also rare for like the American guy to play the British guy. He does so well, though. Which is right, he which does is so impressive. Well. Testament Timothy, to him. Chalamet went to LaGuardia, I think. Yeah. Here in New York City. Yeah. One of those kids who kind of just came out of New York and was a great actor. Mm-hmm. You keep walking around, you might run into him one day. I, I could do. Dude, I bumped into I him at the do. bagel store. It was a terrible moment. <laughs> Why? It was with Hillary, dude. Oh. oh. My heart started beating. Now, uh, all jokes aside, I have no actual problem with Timothy Chalamet. I think he's great. Uh, I wasn't actually bothered by bumping into him, bumping into him, seeing him. Um, and I'm not, but I am actually jealous. I am actually jealous. I don't know why, but the moment you said bagel store, all I could picture was me putting a bagel over my dick and having him eat it off. <laughs> Taking Timothy to the bagel store, dude. This is just a, <laughs> drape a little piece of smoked salmon on his nose and cream oh cheese god. at his whiskers and see what we see where we go from there. Oh my god. Timothy Chalamet. He seems accessible. Yeah, I've I've read stories and Twitter threads about him riding coach on airplanes and people thinking, "Oh my God, am I sitting next to Timothy Chalamet?" What a what a name, too, right? It's as if he was born for stardom. I don't know if he's changed it. Maybe he has. Maybe that's a stage name. Chris is looking it, looking it up. If that's his real name, you know, you, you've basically left your child with one choice. <laughs> you have to become famous. He's splendid in this movie. This movie is a a, a medieval war epic. I hadn't watched a movie like this in a long, long time. Mm. And it is, I missed it completely when it came out. Yeah, same. I didn't even, this is the first I've heard. That and it it's exists. him as the King of England going to conquer France Got in it. the Hundred Years War. Got it. And Robert Pattinson is sort of like the leader of France or a young leader of oh, France. Oh, interesting. And they, they battle. And it's, boy, oh boy. When you realize what battles were like back then, uh in terms of just the brute uh the lack of regard for human life i mean they're 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 wearing all this metal plating so they can barely move right but that also means they can barely kill each other right and so it's basically a one-on-one war of attrition battle until somehow someone pulls out a dagger or has a knife and they can find a way to stick it under your chin and, and gouge your throat Dude. impale you upon a sword it's crazy that that must have been the greatest high dude to win a battle to go into battle you could die ah, and then like not dying that yeah. must have been addictive yeah addicting but also these just these wars were were constant they yeah. were never ending there was no lasting peace one blended into the next which makes you wonder because throughout human history we've kind of leapfrogged from one war to the next Mm -hmm. usually that's a good way to sort of trace history right right uh and we have not experienced you and i a war that required a draft right 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 we have not been on the the list or potentially uh candidates to be uh conscripted into right. into a war for america mm-hmm. and do you think that will happen in our lifetime no 
No. You don't think so? No. Why not? Uh, well, war, the style of war is shifting more to kind of fewer boots on the ground style of war. Mm. So I don't think you're going to need as many people, maybe. Although they always do say that the most effective way to kind of like stomp out an insurgency is to have boots on the ground. However, I don't see that happening like on our own soil. So we're just going to send that many people over. We saw how badly that worked out with Vietnam. So it's already like looked looked negatively upon. Mm Mm-hmm. Those are, I guess, my thoughts. Do you think? Do you think that sort of the modern world and the Western world has lost its taste for war? Uh, that there is a, a because because for a long time, wars of the past, right? Mm. Obviously, with some exceptions, but wars of the past have been moments that brought countries together. Right. 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 World War Two. World War Two. I mean there were I remember reading in, in I think it was Band of Brothers that there were men who would fail their physical exams and not be eligible to go fight and they would kill themselves. Right, right, right. Because they were right. so disappointed a different time. to not be able to go fight. Didn't for need a country. draft then. You know? Right, exactly. Um yeah, dude. I don't know. I mean, I don't Would, let me ask you this. Let's say that a war sprung up tomorrow mm-hmm. between us and Russia. Seems like one of the more likely candidates. And you and I got drafted. We're too old, dude. Are we? Yeah. We're too old now. Come on. I think we're too old. Have you seen my Peloton scores? Dude, you maybe you're maybe fit enough to to do it, but I think that the draft is for like a younger age people. I think they'd look the other way. Maybe given my Peloton scores. <laughs> I think they'd want. Yeah, me. they might look at the Peloton scores. Actually, the top ten percent of Peloton. Fuck scores, yeah, they would. And those people would by, bypass the age requirement. I think they would say, you know, his recent performance on Hidden Hills rides <laughs> means that we could really use this guy. I would be, I could be a bike messenger. <laughs> you know, rolling through the foothills of occupied France, bringing messages to the front lines <laughs> on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> the British are coming. Uh, but dude, I, I was Chris. Sorry, what do you I just got? Add something. I just want to say I feel like we're heading toward. I don't know if this is already happening, but more towards like cyber war and all things online. And right. Countries are probably training people in that more than. Or they're just probably Drone putting warfare. so much into that. Well, you can. It's yeah. so much more effective, right? exactly, to yeah. shut down a country's infrastructure. Exactly. Yeah. What totally. we saw with that whole pipeline hacking. And, yeah. Yeah. My God. Good stuff, dude. Well, one <laughs> thing I will say though is that people have been, and I think this is a fair comparison, comparing sort of like the COVID time to what like a wartime shift in society would feel like. Whereas, like yes. n- noticeable big changes to the way that we live our lives that kind of are spurred on by this crazy event so a friend of mine made a brilliant point about this Mm -hmm. which is that historically whenever there has been a moment like this in the past that uh, a moment where everyone in the country or i mean with this it was really the world but let's say specific to america everybody in america was affected uh by this thing right Mm -hmm. in the same way that uh, 9-11, right? Everyone was kind of of one mind about 9-11, which totally. is like, this is horrible. We yes. need to do something about this, whatever. Pandemic, same thing. It's like everyone's affected by this. Whenever this has happened in the past, historically, it has brought the country together. Right. The pandemic did the exact opposite. Right, interesting. It further entrenched people in their own ideologies. Interesting. And for some reason, you had two very distinct camps emerge. One being kind of 
don't tell me to wear a mask and and i'm 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 going over to my side even farther and then the other saying like you know anyone who disagrees with the science is is anti-patriotic and all that totally uh not to mention all the like racial stuff that was oh, exactly. like, just just like the amount of fuel being added to the fire right was just a perfect storm so we we are very far apart right now as a country i fear and i don't know if the pandemic did not unite us then what would is it another war is it another terrorist attack well dude i'll tell you this i don't know if i'm being naive but it feels to me that the height of the division has passed has has passed i don't even fucking i haven't watched the news in a month and a half like before i used to watch the news every fucking day you know what i mean whether it was about the pandemic whether it was about politics whether it was about and the stakes just seem to have been lowered and maybe all that stuff's still simmering like i said maybe that's a naive thought on my part but i'm hoping that maybe we are just a little bit less divided than we used to be though albeit very di- divided still mm. um and as far as the unifying question i don't know it's a good question dude i i, I like this I'm, I'm very hooked right now on the thoughts of of war and I am aware that I'm a complete ignoramus uh, when it comes to issues of war, and I have no idea what about the terrors and the and the sort of the, the consequences and the latent effects of, of that war has on on young minds. However, there is a part of me. You mentioned that if a war broke out, there were a draft, we would be too old. Mm-hmm. There is a part of me that uh, feels that uh, is saddened by that. Mm, that we're too old yeah i feel fomo well maybe dude all right so let's from this war that i'm missing out on. so what about this you know tennis players are winning grand slams into their 30s now you know what i mean would the draft also account for sort of you know sprightly 30 somethings well i think that's exactly what happens though right in vietnam they kept extending the make it older and older what was the oldest that it was i don't even know if it was that they they basically everyone was assigned a, a number and then they said only these people they who pulled your birthday, right? birthday, right, right. Uh, whatever that they'll go. But then they added more and more men, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the, as the need rose, right. So too were the the parameters widened for who could go. Crazy. It says eighteen to twenty six. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, I don't know if I can pass as twenty six. I mean, I've been doing a lot of um, retinol treatments at night. <laughs> which is supposed to be the anti-aging cream. Oh, nice. Uh, which is why a lot of people ask me, you know, what's your skincare routine? But 32 to 30 to 26, we would, I don't know. We would need a war soon. <laughs> well, dude, I'll tell you, man, if, if all this kind of division talk and this war talk stresses you out uh, the way, you know, I enjoy talking about it, but it, it definitely sometimes I'm like, fuck, like, Anything could happen. You know what I mean? I suggest you go and get yourself some feel CBD. Yeah, perfect. That's exactly right. <laughs> Wonderful way to put you to sleep. Yes. I've been I've been really enjoying this feel CBD. F-E-A-L-S. Chris, those two things over there. Yeah, hand those to me. Thank you. This stuff is really great. If you become a member uh, today, you will get 50% off of your first order. So you have to go to feels.com slash oops. And you will get fifty percent off of your first order when you become a member with free shipping. Yeah, and if you if you've never tried CBD, this is a great way to kind of get into it and get a sense of what your proper dosage is, 
how it affects you, and what is the best use of CBD for you specifically. And they have a concierge that helps you with that. Yeah, and they give you these little tasting flights of varying strengths, and they say start with this, and then you can kind of go up or down from there, depending on whether or not you're trying to use it to help you sleep, which is exactly how I use it, or if you kind of want to use it during the middle of the day to just calm you down but keep you focused. And then once you've got that, they've got these beautiful little droppers uh, to kind of give you your dosage and your serving and make sure that it's uh, consistent. And there's no hangover. So it's not like, you know, when you take too much something, you wake up all groggy. That's not going to happen here. It's a really nice way to reduce stress, uh, anxiety, all that stuff. And it's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash oops to become a member and you'll get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. So check it out. Chris, you're a big CBD guy, right? Yeah, I uh, partook in some last night, actually. Nice. Ah, how was it? It was lovely. What's What do you, <laughs> you like to use CBD for? Um, Just like to like relax at the end of the day on wine, let my body relax. Um, it doesn't really get to my head too much, but just kind of like chill me out and get me ready for the end of the day. Oh, that's so Very nice. Dope, bro. Yeah. Very fucking cool. Cool. Check out Feels, everybody. Feels CBD. So, dude, I have a crazy sob update. Oh, the sob. The sob. So, sob uh, story. If you guys aren't fully caught up about this yet, uh, in the past few episodes, I've kind of been talking about this a little. I inherited a sob from my late great uncle Tony, uh, great guy, um, important person in my life. It was a very nice gesture. I ended up declining uh, because the car is a little on the older side. It's a pain in the ass to have a car in New York City. It's expensive. Um, blah blah blah. I decided I didn't need it. So. Fast forward a couple weeks later, my mom gets her car stolen. <gasps> my mom's car was stolen. What? In somewhere in, in Connecticut, like half an hour north from where they live. She was going shopping and the car disappeared. The whole car? The whole car gone. So they're like, holy shit, like that's never happened to us. So we thought maybe, you know, she just forgot where she parked or whatever. Uh, so she went back with Zeal Butch and with my dad. Nobody could find the car. Car's gone. Fuck, now we don't have a car. So they decide they're going to take the sob. Yeah, I get that. Fair enough, right? Yeah. So now they have the sob. What happens? A week later, they find the car <gasps> in another like in another town, parked in the parking lot. The, the cops found it. They get the car back. So now I basically have the sob in the best possible way. Wait, how? I have the sob without having to pay for the sob. My dad is registering it. They're going to keep it at their house. If I need a car for the road or whatever, I can just take it to the city. I can keep it for as long as I need, oh. and I can bring it back when I'm done. Because before they they all needed their cars, so if I needed to borrow a car, I would need to bring it back right away, and it became too much. Yes. So now the sob actually this has worked out the perfect way. But hold on a second, I have so many questions. <laughs> okay. So the first question I have is, did they why 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 did they register it on themselves? Once they found the other car, were they already in the process of doing that? Basically. So like they are, had already accepted that they were taking the sob. So they're like, so they've made their minds up. Okay. So it's not like they found the new car. They're like, oh, we don't need the sob anymore. They're kind of like, fuck it. We'll take the sob also. Mm, okay. Essentially, I think. All right. So then, okay. The next question I have is, uh, did they register this car in the event that your mom gets her car stolen again? No. Is this their you need car to, to use car. in the event that a car gets stolen? No, it's just an extra car. I mean, I mean, so I mean that I, they themselves decided this. 
Because they realize that they're prone to car theft. They're not prone to car theft. This is the only time a car has ever gotten stolen in our in family history. As a as a pair that is, as it turns out, quite susceptible to, to grand theft auto, they realize we need to have backup cars. Dude, uh, that's no, what's happening no, here. That's not what's happening. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, well then I've misunderstood. <laughs> yes, they, they took on the extra car. Because and... don't get me wrong, Julio. When you told that story, I thought. Okay, I get it. They are registering the car for the sole purpose of having a backup because they realize that cars go missing. I just think it's they just don't see it as any skin off their back to add it on to the thing. Okay. Not because of well, that. that's nice. Now <laughs> Throw it on the insurance policy, all that stuff. That's great. That is great. Uh, all right. Well, good. Boy, huge win. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Have you ever had a, anything crazy huge stolen in your life that you've then rediscovered? I think I had my wallet stolen once in college because it was just like on the table and then I couldn't find it, which let me believe someone walked by and snatched it. Mm. Um, but other than that, no, thank God. Knock on wood. Um, there's And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover a crazy theft story on not this coming episode of of my travel stuff but on the fourth episode uh so keep your eyes peeled for that and it's it's pretty nuts but i see how violating it can feel i know you had the city bike stolen that was nuts have you had anything else stolen yeah when i was in college i was a senior and it was reading period which was the two weeks after classes formally ended where we were allowed to sort of study for finals or where you wrote final papers got it and it was a it was a uh, there was not a lot of stress in that there were no classes mm -hmm. so you had total freedom of your day also sports had ended by that point typically yes, yes uh although we were in the ivy league tournament that year we qualified for the ivy league tournament in lacrosse that year so we were actually we actually had to go Full play at cool we ended up like cornell at cornell which is so far away so far it was so far away and we were in this hotel for five days because we had the semifinal against Penn and then we had the final we beat we beat Penn and then we had to play Cornell who Did absolutely demolished I us I think they won like 12-4 or something but I remember distinctly at, at least half the team had to take a final exam while we were in that hotel that's crazy and the school sent a proctor to administer these finals so our guys are in between games and in the hotels. I mean, we would all go to the, the library, but our guys, you know, half the team it's wild. had to study their asses off oh for these God. finals, these four, these three hour finals that, you know, and then they would go into like a conference room at this Hilton or whatever the hell it was with some random person from the university who had made the trip to Cornell just to make sure no one cheated and that this was all done above board. And that's not a, not a great way to kind of prepare for 
No. The biggest game of the season, the Ivy League championship. Jesus. Uh, which we, of course, lost. And the fact that Cornell was at home and able, if they had exams, they were able to take them there at the university, I think was probably a huge advantage. All of this is to say, <laughs> all of this is to say that in that reading period, after we got back, I, and the season was over, the way I was exercising was I was playing a lot of pickup basketball. And I found these courts in Cambridge that I like to play at. And one more, one day I went down there and I was playing and I put my wallet uh, sort of inside the fence, inside the courts, played a game. And then when I came back, my wallet was gone. Mm, dude, and I knew that it, it was not, I had not placed the wallet so close to the fence that someone walking by outside of the fence could have reached under and grabbed it, which meant that somebody on the courts had taken it. Right. Now, this is where things get really weird. I told someone that I was playing with that my wallet had been taken. And this guy goes, you've got to call the police. And I said, I don't really want to do that. Because uh, I said, I, I think it's somebody that is on the courts with us here. Because nobody I had watched, nobody had like left mm -hmm. the game. It was a small game. Eight guys, four on four. Nobody had come on to the courts. Nobody had left the courts. So I said, I think somebody who's part of this run has, has my wallet. The guy goes, you got to call the cops. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So I sort of gathered everyone and I said, hey, everybody, this is uncomfortable. I had a wallet. I feel like someone took it. I'm going to look the other way. And if you want to just go put it on the bench, no hard feelings, amnesty policy. And they all looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking this about? This is the most Francis thing I've ever heard. Of. I tried to resolve it peacefully. <laughs> yeah, peacefully. It's, it's well, very effective. And when that nothing happened, nothing came of that. In fact, I had a few people who like did that move where they pulled the lining out of their pockets <laughs> and they were like well, i don't know I not me. I and uh then the guy said okay you got to call the cops and this was a guy who had played with us and i was like really dude he goes yeah so i called the fucking police and then they came down in a squad car they came onto the court oh my god and they were like all right so clearly someone here has it and everyone's like looking around and they're like come on guys and nobody would give it up and nothing ended up happening and they like just took a police report and left and then some of the guys on the court got really mad at me oh my god they were like that's not how you solve that and i was like what what oh. should i have done oh my god i was like i realized i shouldn't have called the police i did not want to call the police this guy was urging me to call the police doesn't and, that suck when someone urges you to do something and then you take the full brunt for that that's absolutely. the worst thing ever absolutely um, but you know, I leave the court the next day I came back and I was walking along the, the courts were near the river and I was walking along the river and I found like four of the cards that I had in the wallet. What? And it was clear that a bunch of my items, my, my wallet had been rifled through along the river. Whatever was valuable was taken out and then the, the rest of it was just thrown in the river. Jesus. But a few of the things had been taken out and just dropped. I there. can't believe you found them. So it's like my student ID, my ice cream loyalty card <laughs> for JP Licks, like buy nine scoops, get the temp ten scoop free. And then I don't know, some kind maybe my library card or some bullshit. But the thing that was so valuable 
that this is why I cared so much. There was an older guy at school who looked a little bit like me, mm. who had given me fake. a real, a real uh, yeah. ID, a yeah. real state driver's license from his state. And I also had a like backup student idea yeah, from, from him. him huge and boston was really tough They're on ideas. really that was the ideas. only way to get away with it yeah they knew fakes yeah at bars especially so then this couldn't have been my senior year it must have been earlier because i wasn't 21 yet okay. and uh i was so devastated to lose that oh my god dude because that was gone and Jesus. that's just that was the only thing i cared about really and because there was no way to get another one Hey, poor little thing, dude. Yeah. Um, my senior, no, I guess my junior year, I had packed up my car the night before Easter with like all my camera stuff in. Someone broke in, took all my camera stuff. Oh, Ooh. you told me that story. That sucks. Brutal. Damn. Dude, that is brutal. I mean, I, I mean, they picked a good night because everyone packed up for Easter and then left the next morning. It was like a Thursday night and everyone left Friday morning. Ugh. Jesus. God. Heavens to Betsy. <laughs> What do you got? Well, dude, I, I'll tell you this. Like, in, in, I remember when I was a kid, if I had a tough day, you know what I mean? And I was home and I was thinking about, like, I remember I'd got cut from the middle school basketball team, which was crazy, dude. I ended up becoming, I was, I ended up being a really good basketball player later on. I was so upset. <laughs> I went in bed, I cried, and my fucking mom came in the room and I heard, and I opened my eyes and she handed me a Stewart's orange cream. No, she did not. Yeah, she that had, bad girl. I know. Oh. I had earned it, man. Wow. And it's those type of memories that really make me enjoy the Stewart spiked seltzer. Isn't that so? Yeah. You know, it's so funny you mentioned that because when I was a kid, I got cut from the um, badminton team. <laughs> what? I know. We had one. <laughs> it was a private school. So... You know, I was devastated because really they it seemed like they were going to take everyone. And, and I ended up being a really good badminton player later on, like you said, with the basketball. Yeah. <laughs> but it took me some time to realize my potential. And I got home and my sister was home. She saw me crying and I went up to my room devastated and she came in and I, same deal. I heard the, <laughs> and what did she have in her hands? A Stewart's root beer. So not the orange cream soda, but a root beer. So a very similar story to what you told, just different sport and different family member that opened the different soda. Same company, though. Well, dude, it's funny you mentioned the root beer. I actually didn't know this uh, until we started working with them, but Stewart's was originally founded in 1924 in Mansfield, Ohio, wow. as a root beer stand by the school teacher, Frank Stewart, whose mission was to create the best tasting root beer in the world. Oh, my God. And Stuart Spiked has really done a great job of sort of taking the essence of that tradition and that flavor and applying it into a spiked seltzer. They have all the traditional flavors. They have the root beer. They have the orange cream, the black cherry. They also have raspberry lime. I think they're introducing some new flavors as well. Mm. You can currently get them in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Colorado. They will be rolling it out nationally in early 2022. If you aren't sure which stores carry them, you can go to stewartspike.com and look at the store locator to figure it out. Or you can DM them at Stuart Spiked, and they will fill you in on all the info. 100 calories per can, 0 to 1 grams of sugar, gluten-free, vegan, all that good stuff. It's a guilt-free treat. Uh, and Iconic just got spiked, Francis. That's it. Stuart Spike, check it out. Dude, so I've been, I've been playing little micro pranks on Hillary. 
Okay. And she doesn't she doesn't like pranks really, so I would never play a real prank on her. Like I wouldn't pop out of the closet. I wouldn't dump cold water. <laughs> These are things you would never nobody would do to their girlfriend. But nobody. I wouldn't I wouldn't play a prank on her where she felt sincere fear and then I got to be like, hey, hey. But what I will do <laughs> is micro pranks. So here's an example of one. We'll go to dinner and we'll be splitting the bill and maybe she she doesn't want to take her card out. She goes, just pay and Venmo me. And I say, okay, so yeah. I'll pay. And then I'll send her a Venmo request for like twice as much as the entire meal cost. Because if you say $1,000, that's just ridiculous. But I'll just send her a Venmo request for $150 for a meal that was 80. So she should owe me 40. But yeah. it's 150. I'll tell you what, man, we have a good laugh. You guys do? <laughs> we have a good chuckle. Boy, that is fun. She goes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> It's very cute, dude. <laughs> okay, uh, I got one for you. I got one for you. Uh, so sometimes my girlfriend and I will get uh, an enormous um, electrical bill uh, because in July we've had the air conditioning running uh, a lot of the time and we've been here, so we've had to keep it running, right? And a lot of the time she'll say something like, you know, I want to make sure that the bedroom is nice and cool by the time we get in instead of having to get into bed and wait for it to get right, cool. Right. So she'll run the main, you know, the the bedroom air conditioning for hours even though I say that's going to really jack up our electrical bill. And then sure <laughs> enough, our electrical bill will come and it'll be like $560 oh for the month. And then I I will Venmo request her for her to contribute since most of that electricity is because she's being uh, ridiculous <laughs> about needing the bedroom to pre-cool for us and then she won't pay it because I don't know why. I don't know why she does it. So we don't have a good laugh about that and I fucking Jesus. hate it. Jesus. I can't. Is it really that much? No, it wasn't 560 That's this crazy. month. I think it was 420. It's still crazy. Holy uh, shit. It was really high this month. Jesus, dude! So but I, I don't. You I, pay the electric bill. Yeah, th that's not entirely true. I don't. I, I don't actually Venmo request her for the. I <laughs> cover the utilities. Okay. You yeah. know why? Because she. Actually, I'm not even going to say what I'm about to say. I feel like I'm venturing towards the type <laughs> the of territory. <laughs> He's, the learning. He's learning. He's <laughs> learning. <laughs> Saying something, gonna regret. Okay. Which isn't, it's not even mean, it's just a piece of information that is like too specific to our lives. And if I shared it, uh, it could have negative, you know, you guys know me, you know the deal. Oh, <laughs> getting better, getting better one day at a time. Well, do you, do you want to hear the other one that I do? Yes, I do. <laughs> to segue out of the danger zone. Um, I will, I'll mispronounce things on purpose that I've never said to her. And she'll think that I've just always been pronouncing it that way my whole life. Give us an example. <laughs> the other day I said Nebraska. <laughs> and she said, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I said, what? And it's Nebraska. And she's like, no. <laughs> she's like, are you kidding? She gets so worked up. And then I said, like, no, I'm fucking with you. I wouldn't even know what words I've never said that I, know. I could get away with that. It's a tougher trying. it's a tougher prank to pull off than you'd think. Yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> Nebraska. Nebraska, dude. Insane. Fun. Fun, man. Very fun. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, dude, this is like random, but I'm starting to really try to avoid using the microwave when I cook. Have I talked about this before? No. Well, but but this is why. 
the microwave is such a bad way to warm things up. It's true. Because the plate gets hot before the food. Well, you could get better plates. For microwaving? Yeah. That's a thing? Glad, you use glad bowls and the glass stuff. And they don't it, get hot at all? Not really. Are you serious? Yeah. Did you just solve this problem for me? Well, yes, but you, your initial thought was not wrong. No, Dude, no true chef would ever heat something up in the microwave. It's crazy. And it, it, it does it from the outside in. So the plate is fucking scalding hot. If, and the food is just just right. So now I have to use oven mitts for the for the microwave. That doesn't sound so bad. And the convenience of the microwave is completely negated by that. I just preheat the oven. Yes, but if you preheat the oven, doesn't the bowl get hot too? Yeah, but you already know that you're doing something inconvenient. And it'll be heated. It'll, <laughs> dude, and it'll be heated way more thoroughly and better. It doesn't take away the crunch. It doesn't take away the moisture. Microwaves yes. suck the soul out of food. Yes, dude. It, yes. It, <laughs> pre, pre, reheating something in the oven is the proper way to reheat food, especially food that you've taken the time to cook well. Totally. Uh, but the whole uh, that argument almost to me negates itself. Right, so if you admit that you are using the microwave for convenience sake, mm -hmm. then your solution is to to satisfy. Ugh, how do I even say this? I feel like people listening already know what I'm trying to say, but I am going to have a hard time getting it out. But I've I've promised everyone that I'll speak more quickly, so I need <laughs> to get through this as fast as possible. <laughs> By your solution is to put it in the oven because you say I already accept that that's less convenient. So at, by by doing that, I will be more satisfied with the inconvenience of it. Yes, because listen, if you're going to make it inconvenient anyway, you might as well just use the oven because yeah, but, the but, microwave is inherently. But inconvenient. the hot bowl touching your hands and putting on oven mitts to carry the hot bowl right. is not the same level of inconvenience as waiting for an oven to preheat. And then putting the food in and having to wait another twenty minutes. Agreed, but it's a big step in that direction. Oh, Chris, what are you but 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 I the food think is the, that much better out of the oven. That's, that's what I think the argument. Is what yes. you're missing. That's the argument. Yes. that's fair. So the inconvenience to food level is, totally is the. But thing. but this is what I'll say. I will heat up something in the microwave all day long if I can put it on a paper towel, because I can then take it out on the paper towel and I don't have to worry about getting my hand. If I have to put it on a plate. To me, it's worth it to do it in the oven because that's now inconvenient. That's what I think. All right. But 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 all of this misses the argument in the other direction, which is that the microwave is so much faster and so much more convenient than the oven that I would be willing to put up with a hot bowl hand to get the food that much more quickly. I think I maybe just have a low tolerance for hot bowl hand. The <laughs> As you've just the coined whole point it. of the microwave is to expedite eating, right? Yes. You, you don't have time to cook a full meal. We're just doing. I have. I have to do this quickly. I have to make lunch. I want something hot. Boom! There you go. Minute mm -hmm. and a half. You're in. Right. So I don't know. It sounds like you are putting full cooked meals and microwaved meals on equal footing. Not necessarily. You're saying that all things being equal, if I have the time to do both then I would prefer to do oven because I'm annoyed by the inconvenience of hot bowl hands. Correct. <laughs> essentially. Well, there's a little more nuance to it. But, but that's aren't there correct. scenarios where you only have time to microwave yes. The food? Yes, yes. In which case, I'll begrudgingly be like, fucking microwave. Got it. <laughs> Got it. But again, like today I had a veggie burger for lunch 
and I heated it up in the microwave and I put it on a paper towel and it was completely fine because I could take the paper towel out and didn't burn my hands, mm-hmm. put it right onto the toasted bread, had a delicious lunch. For anyone who is wondering, there are some hacks about microwaves that are pretty useful. One is I find that, first of all, if you're, let's say you're reheating some pasta and one of the problems is that by microwaving it, you dry the food out or chicken or whatever. Right. You can do a damp paper towel that you drape over the dish mm-hmm. that protects the moisture of the food. Okay, I, I do know that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. The second thing is a lot of the time I will microwave things uh, for a longer time, but I'll turn the power level down to wow. like an eight or a seven. Wow. And something about, then you're then you're getting closer to the whole preheat with the, with the oven thing. Right, right, Reheat right, with right. the oven method. Right. Um, and by doing it less high for for a longer time, you get a better result with the food. You get a more like, genuine cook yeah balanced reheat wow, there dude, yeah. unbelievable uh but none of this <laughs> not none of the, no microwave food is going to be as delicious it's just not going to work as the taste of a fresh cup of brooklyn roasting company <laughs> that's that's for damn sure that's for damn sure dude. that's for damn sure that's for damn sure they restocked the peanut butter i've seen that our fans have been buying it in droves so good I really stand by that product. It's really great. Yeah, and I also really stand by the coffee as well, by the way. Me too. I still need to get the cold brew pitcher, and thank you for reminding yeah, me. Yeah, get the cold brew pitcher, and then get yourself into the Brooklyn Roasting Company Coffee of the Month Club, because that they pick the coffees for you. That's fun. And they know what's best, and what's fresh, and what's cool, and hip. They're the experts. They will send you a nice array of different coffees so that you get to taste all the flavors of the world. I've said it once, I'll say it again. It'll turn a one-night stand into a two-night stand immediately. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when they see that coffee in the morning. Yeah, exactly. So uh, get yourself on the Brooklyn Roasting Company Coffee of the Month Club. Use promo code OOPSBEANS, and you will get 5% off whatever it is that you order on there. Get some of that ooey-gooey, golly-glop yummy, peanut yummy, butter. Yum. Get some of the Hue Hue Tananga. I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Blend. Obviously, the Iris Espresso, the BQE. Those are my two favorites. Uh, and join today. We will uh, we will keep our eyes open for any of you joining the Coffee of the Month Club. Awesome. Dude, so we got an email, and I wanted to ask you this question first before we go into the actual email itself. Yeah. But have you ever or have you ever seen somebody accidentally use the status function for something else for facebook for example i've seen people post someone else's name and you could tell they were searching for that person and say it'll be like a guy searching for a girl or a girl searching for a guy and like that's embarrassing they they post that as their status yes which which means that they were trying to search it so they just searched francis ellis and that's just their post is francis ellis they did it into their status by accident. That's odd. And it's weird when it's like in a close circle of friends or like I saw people do it in college and I was like, oh my God, I just cringed for them. Okay. So in the spirit of yes anding. Yes. Uh, that's crazy. I have not, I don't know that I've ever seen that. Uh, okay. In the spirit of not yes anding, I have not used Facebook in years. Yeah, I don't use it regularly. I do. I, I, I use it still, though. I don't. I don't even know what's on there. I don't know what Facebook is anymore. It's the same as it was. <laughs> it's is isn't it 
It's morphed, though. It's a little more confusing. My girlfriend uses it for Facebook Marketplace, uh, which yeah. apparently Everybody is awesome. Yeah. I've heard only the high, the greatest it's things the about it. It's and, the best. And it's the best. So, so that's a great application for it. Yeah. Yes. But as far as what I used to use Facebook for, which is networking with friends, posting pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, Not anymore, huh? You know, posting statuses. Well, there, there's a better app for all of those things. Yeah, I used you know writing jokes. I used to write jokes on Facebook and see yeah. how they would do. I remember my comedy class, Eric Newman, Mark Gerber, some of those guys, mm-hmm. all of us who came up through the strip. Mm-hmm. We would. I remember one of them saying at a mic we were at, like, "Man, he did a joke and he's like, man, that bombed on Facebook too." And I was like, "Bombed on Facebook? <laughs> he's posted on Facebook. Is that really a a thing?" <laughs> and you know i use twitter for joke writing mm. i use instagram for pictures and and and, and also for networking with people mm. it seems like the dm now has become yeah, a completely great. acceptable mode in fact i was reading an article saying that email has been considered uh, it's like a dinosaur now interesting what an inconven- inconvenient way to communicate with to people to connect younger people are like Fuck email. And I don't understand that because email is so you, important you to need me. It. But maybe in terms of like reaching out to somebody, you'll DM before you will email. But it sounds like they these younger kids are just doing all of their communication on DM. Right. I've I mean, literally gotten all my jobs through DM. I mean, this one pretty much. I mean, you sent out a tweet. Right. All my But you still come. are on email, right? Yeah, but all my other stuff that I do is all from DMs. Okay, but here's my question, Chris. Yeah. Right? So my email is so directly correlated with my Google Calendar, mm-hmm. which is probably the single most important tool that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. No, it's same. So, and then Google Drive and all of that. Gmail, it, it just is all kind of one circular life force. Mm-hmm. I, if you're DMing plans and... Yeah, but you're not. But that's the. But, but they, the, these kids are really interesting. And and networking and all of that. How yeah. do you take the information from your DMs and make sure that you're not forgetting it? Because there's no easy way to take an invitation or a time or a date from a DM. Put it in your calendar and yeah. plug it in. But dude, if you do it from your email, you can a lot of the time you you get a calendar invite to your Gmail inbox. Right, you just right. click yes. Next thing you know, it's in your Gmail. Right. 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 Well, a lot of if someone like specifically writes it with like date time, you can just tap it and then it says create event and then it could just go to your calendar like that. Is that so? There yeah. it is. But also just put it in your calendar. It's not like that hard. It's not like that. Yeah, I'm all about making everything as seamless as possible. And yeah. it seems to me that Google has done that. You got to you got to keep up with the times, pal. But if you're reaching out to someone, something that's important, you're going to write it in your thing. You're not going to forget about it. I forget things. All right. Constantly. <laughs> Well, you, do you want to hear this, this story? Please. Uh, so this is about what I was talking about, the Facebook status thing. So I, I hear you that you haven't encountered it. I've seen it many times, and every time I'm like, ugh. Um, well, my favorite thing to actually do is to hack my friends' Facebooks and post things that they would actually say. Because if you say, like, oh, I love fucking, like, if you say something stupid, people know you got hacked. But if you say something, like, sincere, it's mm-hmm. way funnier. Mm-hmm. Side note. Anyway. Okay. 
Uh, here's the email. I was, uh, I was a few days behind episodes, but catching up this weekend and had a story that I think you will enjoy regarding Facebook updating its platforms. I'm 34. I went to a very small undergrad, 800 total students, Whoa. 700 of which were female. Oh my God. Back in the day, as you know, not only did you need a college email, but your college had to be approved to have a Facebook login. I remember those days. I don't know. Could everybody use Facebook already when you were in college? Or was it still just college? I think it had just become available to non-college yeah. students. Okay. Anyway, I still remember the weekend where we were able to finally, uh, finally able to get Facebook. Literally no one went out that weekend. We all stayed in creating our accounts. Bless you. Excuse me. Uh, this story takes place not too long after we finally got Facebook. One night, my freshman year of college, I went to a party. I drank way too much Boone's Farm wine. Yeah, yeah. Should have listened to my mom. She warned me about that stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't understand that reference, but I'm glad that you guys did. I only laugh because my dad told me a very similar story that when he was in college, he drank too much Boone's Farm wine. <laughs> Same term. I think it's like $3 bottles of wine. That's hilarious. Um, so I went home with a guy from a frat that was next door to my sorority. I knew him from a class, but not well. And while I wasn't a virgin, I had never had a, quote, random slash one night stand type of hookup. I was quite intoxicated and woke up in his room all sorts of disoriented. He awoke to my drunken scramble trying to find my clothes, but quite gentlemanly offered to drive me home. I literally live next door, LOL. Anyways, I get back to my room and I'm semi freaking out because I had never done anything like that before. In my probably still drunken state, I decide that I needed to tell my best friend this story. But it's still the middle of the night, so I decide I'm going to send her a Facebook message. I type all of the explicit details I can remember. <laughs> the color of the condom, if I gave him oral, and how I couldn't even actually remember if we even had sex, etc., etc. Hit send on the message, climb in bed, pass out. In the morning, I check my Facebook, and to my horror, realize that I did not send my best my bestie a message like I thought. I posted the entire damn thing on his Facebook wall. Oh my God. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God this was before notifications. It was before a news feed. It was before all of that. I immediately deleted the post, but I lived the next four years at this super small college, avoiding him at all costs in case he saw it. Oh, Finally, towards the end of senior year at a party, I confessed the whole story to him. He had never seen it. Oh, wow. And we ended up actually hooking up that night. Hey! <laughs> she goes, dear God, college was fun. Uh, Needless to say, anytime any up, or an update comes up on social media, and I'm always grateful I went to college in a simpler time. Mm -hmm. Love it. I completely agree with that sentiment. Love it. That went so much better than it could have. That's so great. Good for her. Well, it also, there's a lesson there. You know, this girl spent years it sounds like avoiding this guy because she thought that this moment was too embarrassing and he'd never even seen it and if she had just sort of approached it head on and said you know i know that this happened ha ha and made a joke sounds like they they could have been hooking up the whole time i know i know maybe yeah could have been a much better thing yeah dude crazy wow um speaking of emails this isn't exactly an email but one of our uh listeners dm'd us that he he pulled a crazy move on an online dating app. I don't know if he really liked this girl or something, but he had asked her what her favorite animal was in their message. And apparently they didn't live in the same city. Mm -hmm. And she said manatee. And he then got a manatee tattooed on him. 
unbelievable to try to get her to come visit and she did and he sent us a picture of them together and they're, and they're together i don't know if they're dating and but they're she, both cute she flew in but they're both good looking people yeah, how much better is this story because they're attractive <laughs> yeah. well i get it like if you're trying to like you know get this smoking hot chick to come visit you you got to pull out the stops yeah fine g yeah. but imagine if she's like well, why would you ever get that tattoo and then that's the end of it that's true now you just then you just have a tattoo. terrible story that's it <laughs> About the time you tried to entice a, a stranger to come to you, it didn't work. Oh my god, that's what so a high stupid stakes. tattoo. Yeah, keep us posted on that manatee couple. Uh, we want to hear if you guys ended up getting down and dirty. Yeah, and or if you're now dating. All right. I, well, I have an amazing story for you, but I can't find it. So hopefully <laughs> we'll the guy it. is listening, and I I just want him to message us again, message me again, and I'll read it on the next. Of course, the context is the guy who sent me the story about going to Hawaii with his girlfriend, oh. and they broke up on the trip. That is brutal. Dude. Yeah, on a vacation. Jesus. It's really a wild story. If you're listening, I, I'd love it if you would sort of bump that to the top of my inbox. Apologize that I'm not able to furnish everyone with that story right now. Um, well, dude, I got a good one. So remember, remember our buddies over at Don't Half Ass Anything. Sure do. So uh, Sean, who works with them, uh, came to my shows in DC. Yeah, and they brought us some goodies. So they brought us a bunch of ass plates. Good. Yeah. If you guys remember the ass plate, the sure most do. Bizarre but awesome item we've ever promoted. Um, so we actually we hooked up the ass plates. We put some chips in the back. We put some queso in the little thing. We were using it right. So one of our friends came to the show and I was like, dude, do you want to take one of these ass plates home? He goes, sure. He goes home, I guess goes to bed. I'm looking through Instagram. I see him and his girlfriend's story. The ass plate just standing straight up. And she goes, I don't know what the fuck this thing is, but Alex brought it home and didn't give me any context. She's like, I don't know what's going on. I just thought that was pretty great. That is definitely a jarring thing to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. So, well, Shout out, don't half-ass anything. Those guys are great. <laughs> Couple of characters. We've had some awesome sponsors of our show. Um, boy, just to name a few, Plover Robes. Those guys put out a new song. It's once again catchy as hell. They were cool. Uh, and then all the all of our current sponsors that we absolutely love. Um, the ads have been really fun. So thank you guys so much for supporting us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, we take it home. Let's take it home. Oops the Podcast, guys. Uh, you know where to find us at Oops the Podcast. Keep sending us your stories. We love them. They're hilarious. Uh, I feel like they've been getting funnier, too. So thank you for taking the time to dig deep into your memory bank. Uh, oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to check out Francis's Patreon. Uh, is there like a specific link for that? Uh, it's just Francis Ellis Patreon. Francis Patreon, Ellis, Francis Patreon. Ellis. You'll find it. Get yeah. in there. Uh, check out some of my travel vids. Uh, we are going to at some point in the near future, figure out some merch. Mm -hmm. So we are in the process of that. Check, keep your eyes peeled for it this fall. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you for listening and see you later.